Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Praise the Lord. Grab your note sheet. Get out your phone. How are you going to make 2024 the best year of your life? Everybody has a plan, right? Like, this is going to be the best year of my life, or this year is just going to be better than the other years. This is going to be better than 22, 21. Well, guess what? Everybody, pay attention. I'm not going to keep you all day. We're going to take communion. Guess what 24 is going to be? It's going to be the same thing as any other year until you do something different. We're not going to get different results until we start doing something different. It's going to look like last year, the year before that, the other year. So what are we going to do? We're going to get a plan together that gives us the what? The greatest opportunity to be successful next year. And the only way to do that is what? You're going to have to become intentional. If you don't become intentional, right, and get a plan, if you don't have a plan for this year, guess what? There it is. This is your year. It's about as good as it's going to get. We got to start accessing greater levels of potential by our desires and by the systems that we're going to put together to get us there. Point number one, write them down. Do not not write these down. Take pictures of them. Get them. Do whatever you got to do. I'm not a real vision board guy. I'll explain it. But I am a big vision guy. Get a clear vision of what you want to achieve. Take a picture of that. Leave that up there. Everybody get a snapshot of that or write it for the note takers. What? Now, a lot of you guys are vision board people. I I love it. Goals. All you people that are vision boardy, goalie, all that stuff, knock it out. Keep doing what you're doing. Do it what you way you do it. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. I used to put stuff up. It collected dust. I walked by it. I forgot about it. Not my way of doing it. My way of doing it is this. I got to implement it. And once I implement it, I won't stop it. I just use vision as a tool. Look what the Bible says about vision. If you get an understanding of making it clear, where there is no revelation or there is no vision, people cast off restraint. You know what that means? There's no, there's no kind of like system of success here. If you don't have a vision, you don't have a plan. You don't have a plan. You don't have like kind of like, whoa, where am I going? Kind of, you don't, you do not have any navigational force to get you there. Vision produces a navigational force to get you there. Watch this. It says, but blessed is the one who listens to wisdom's instruction. So without what? Vision, there's no what? Restraint. You know what restraint means? There's nothing holding you back from just going wild. Okay? Vision is like an anchor sometimes. It holds you to a fixed point of where you're going. You got to remember that. It doesn't keep you still, but it kind of keeps you fixed on that purpose. Remember that. If I'm going to be whatever it is you're dreaming this year or whatever it is you want to achieve, you're going to have to get a clear vision of it. Somebody says, well, uh, well, how about a better, I don't know, how about a better marriage for all the married people? Get a clear vision of it. How about a greater financial place for some of you? Get a clear vision of it. How about a greater spiritual life that you want to live. You got to get it. What does it look like? What is, what is, what, okay. What does success look like to you? What does a godly successful marriage look like? What does a godly successful uh, life look like? I don't know, but guess what I do know? Something inside of you is wanting to produce the greatest spiritual year of your life. What are you, what are you going to do? You better get a plan, man, or a little something that says, okay, Clearly, this is where we want to go. You ever get like, you know, you ever get around a financial planner? 
right? You know, say, you're talking here about retirement there, right? What are you saying? This is where I want to be when I retire. Some of you are in there, you're like 20-something years old, you're talking about retiring? It'd be smart. Come on. This is where I want to be spiritually, but here's where I am today. Here's where I want to be in my marriage, my relationship. How many of your relationship with your kids? Here's where I want to be with my relationship with my kids, but here's where it is today. Do you got a clear vision in this thing? If you don't make it clear, guess what you're not going to have? Restraint. I like to call it, you know when the kids, remember when you used to go to like a kid's bowling party? You know, the first time I ever went to one of them, I go, this is going to be a living nightmare. I could barely hit the pins for crying out loud, and I'm an adult. How are these little kids going to get this thing down the aisle? And then all of a sudden, what do they do? Right? You go there, and you're like, you bring the present. I'm new at this, right? Not now. Now I'm a professional, right? But in the beginning, all you people that ain't got kids, you'll learn this, right? I'm like, I never forget, PL, we went somewhere. I think we went with Lauren, and they're like, they're having a bowling party. And on the way right in there, friend, I'm laughing, right? I go, this is going to be a nightmare. These kids can't throw this thing down. They're going to all be in the gutter. It's going to be a miserable day. How are they going to do this? And then all of a sudden, never been bowling, not a big bowler. I know the kids bowl. But I went there. All of a sudden, they go, oh, you're on lane here and here. And they hit a button. And all of a sudden, where the, where the, where the things are, guardrails come up. And no matter where you throw the ball, it bounces and bounces and bounces and rolls and bounces. And eventually, it, it looks like it's going three miles an hour, and it's like no miles an hour, and it's like crawling. But it hits the pins, and some of the pins fall down. And I'm like, yeah, everybody's like, yay, little Tommy. And then I was like, that kid can't pick up the ball. Then they got this thing. It was like a running thing, you know? And the little kid, you put it up, and he pushes it. And I'm like, my God in heaven, this is, I need to bowl like this. This is how bad I am, right? But what am I trying to say? I, when I first heard about vision, that's what I thought about. I said, it's like those bumper guardrails that come up. You're walking in life and you're bouncing off the sides. But as long as you got vision, you'll get to your destination. How many of you bumped along some of the sides of life? Oh, my God. How many of you feel like you went through the gutter? Give me an amen. Come on, right? But I'm picking up the pieces. I'm still bouncing, but I'm getting better at this. That's what vision does. It produces these guardrails that even when you bounce off it, just like that ball, I'm going to knock some pins down. I might not knock all of them down, but I'm going to get one or two of them down. And what's that going to do? It's going to make me want to keep what? Going forward in life. Don't forget it. It's got to become clear. Point number two is this. You got to start what? You got to start expecting the favor of God. I don't know why you ain't taking pictures of this or writing it down. This is your blueprint for 2024. You see this? Oh, no, expect no favor. That's why you better fix your goofy self for 2024. You don't expect favor? I don't even know what favor is. That's why you go to church. That's why I write it down. Take a picture of it. What do you mean favor? Favor is God's grace and ability on you. Are you expecting favor? Point number one, what am I going to do? I got to go get a clear vision. Okay, point number two is what? Expect the favor of God. I like to call it the fog. I'm walking in the fog. I like it. That's why I like the smoke when we do the thing. You notice how I was here? Some people get mad. They're like, why you got smoke? I like the fog. I don't call it smoke. Me and Dave, we walk around, call it fog. The favor of God. What's your life going to look like tomorrow when you get up? I'm in the fog. You know, I went to San Francisco. I was telling, telling them earlier, I don't know if you've ever been. It's probably a nightmare now because they're a bunch of liberal wackos. But when I went, it was cool. And I went over that bridge, you know, and it was cool and it was nice. But they said, man, you got to check it out later on when the fog comes in. Any of you ever been there? 
You ever been there? When the fog comes in, you can't see the thing. It's crazy. You're riding over it. Remember we walked under it? We did all this cool stuff. And I was like, what? They're like, when the fog comes, bro, you barely see the top of it. It's so thick, you can't even see in front of your face. I said, are you serious? I thought about God. Right? When God's favor hits your life, it's so thick. Woo! Something just starts happening. Amen? But are you expecting this favor? Do you get up every day looking for favor? Or are you getting up every day going, my God, I wish I could stay in bed all day? No, you got to change your perspective for 2024. I'm expecting favor. When something good happens, praise the Lord. You should be, you should be gracious and you should be kind, but you should be like almost like, praise God, I expect good things to happen for me. Amen? Come on, look what the Bible says about the favor of God. These scriptures are here. He says, I've learned this. What you learned, psalmist, that God's anger only lasts for a moment. Ain't that good? Ain't that good that God ain't like people? God, God, don't remember, he don't get angry for long. You know how some people just get angry and stay angry forever, right? Ain't you happy God doesn't get angry with you for long? How many of you are going to put this scripture on your refrigerator and remember this? God does not last for a moment. But guess what? He lasts, his anger lasts for a moment, but his love and favor lasts for a lifetime. Amen. Can I get an amen? Come on, tap your neighbor and say, praise the Lord, man. That's good stuff. Ain't it? Even, even when I'm jacked up, you know, God's favor is a long time. Woo! Come on. Well, guess what? You might weep through the night, but at daybreak, we're going to have shouts of ecstatic joy. Ain't that cool? Favor is coming. Look at this another one. I got another scripture for you. Check this out. Hey, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous and would favor you will surround me like a shield. Woo! How many of you got your favor shield on? Come on, somebody. You want to see it again? Can you put that one up there? They were looking at Ash, you're doing great. They like to, I like it when you guys take pictures of it because I know you remember it. Some of you are just like writing it down. But if you need to take a picture, take a picture. It's cool, right? Go back. Man, I got favor around me like a shield. Glory to God. Do you get up like that and believe like that? Favor shield. I'm going to start getting up in the morning and start telling Pastor Liz, I got a favor shield around me. You should kiss me more. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's a nice little shield, ain't it? I got a favor on me. Tell her, I'm going to start telling her it's foggy in here. Glory to God, hallelujah. What are you doing? You got to start setting an atmosphere that's exciting, man. Because I'm going to tell you something right here right now. If you don't start expecting favor, favor ain't going to show up. Faith attracts the favor of God. Vision puts life in perspective. You see this thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody, oh, you know, tomorrow's going to be Monday. What's that matter? I care about Monday. Monday's a favor day. Oh, here come Tuesday. That's good. Favor day showed up. Get up every day and start living here and say, favor is coming my way. Glory to God. And you got to start looking for little things of favor. You know, you go to Publix and you get a parking spot in the front. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. And, I, and all you Joyce Meyer fans, God bless you, but I'm not bringing the cart back. I don't really care what she preached about. That's false doctrine. I'm telling you right now. I love Joyce Meyer. Bring the cart back. My wife's always bringing the cart. I said, no, that's creating a job for that young kid in the parking lot. Glory to God. Stop bringing no cart back, but I'm not going to leave it near nobody's car. I won't do that. But sometimes I do push it up in the grass over there. He can come get it. Praise the Lord. I tip those kids too. I would. I really would. They can't take their money. You know that? I try to give them money. They can't take money. I couldn't believe it. What, that's beat. They should let them kids take the money. But hey, I'm trying to bless you, bro. That's a job right there. Ain't no robot going to go get that. I was like, praise the Lord, you know what I mean? I'm just kidding, laugh. But you got to expect favor, you know what I'm saying? You ever have something nice happen for you? I feel the Holy Ghost right now, do you? Man, I'm getting excited about favor, ain't you? You ain't getting excited about it? You're excited about it, you know what I mean? Woo! You know, you get, next time you get a job, do a little cartwheel. Woo! 
got that job. Come on, baby. Come on, right? Little things, right? How about how about the little stuff happens? Like, you know, you go somewhere or somebody does something nice. Somebody just did something nice. I can't think of who it was. Somebody did something really nice, went out of their way. Man, I was like, man, that's awesome. And I knew it was God's favor. Oh, the other day, somebody came and said, hey, pastor, man, God told me to do this. I said, did he really? They said, yes, he did. He said, just, I want you to receive I said, okay, I'll receive it. You know, the Lord, I don't get picky with that. So I knew that was God trying to let his favor come on me. I feel like Joel Osteen right now. How about you? It's the favor of God. I'm going to blink a little bit. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I love me some Joel. I love me some Joel. Don't you love Joel? They pick on Joel. Joel's a good boy. He's a good, let me tell you what, that's a great man of God. Don't pick on people. And don't be picking on, any, hey, listen, don't be getting involved in this nonsense on social media about all these preachers. You know what I'm saying? They're talking about bishop and all that stuff. Don't you put a, don't you put a tongue on a man of God. Don't you, let me tell you right, I'm, you relevant people listen to me. Don't you talk about them. Let me talk about them. Okay? But don't you do it. Don't you ever say nothing. I don't care anybody. Don't you do that. You know what I mean? God bless Joel. Unless it's false doctrine or something like that. I see now I was going the other day. They, they're crucified. They're coming at bishop and all this. I don't know what's going on. I don't know and I'm not asking. I'm not finding out. Don't you be one of those relevant people talking about preachers. I'll come get you. You don't touch the anointed. Leave it alone. Let God. I need mercy. Don't you need mercy? I don't know what anybody does. I don't know. I just seen something. I just felt like I should address you guys. I don't know. Don't, now everybody's going to Google it. Great. But. Don't, don't, hey, I'm telling you, don't Google it. I don't know what it is. Who cares? Leave things alone. But God bless Brother Joel. You know, Brother Joel, you want to hear a funny story about Joel Osteen? His daddy's one of the greatest preachers ever walked the face of the earth. Brother Norville, I ever tell you about that? Brother Norville, he, Brother Norville, one day I'm in Cleveland, Tennessee. He goes, you know little Joel? I said, Joel Osteen? He goes, yeah, little Joel. He used to pull on my pant leg, and we used to make fudge together. I said, Brother Norville, that guy's got 45,000 people in his church. He ain't little Joel no more. He big Joel. He said, yeah, he's a tongue-talker, spirit-filled guy, guys. That ain't no, his daddy was John Osteen, one of the greatest men of God ever walked the face of the earth. I'm telling you now, these preachers know God, but he's got a different assignment maybe than somebody else, and everybody gets mad. You should be doing this, you should be doing that. Leave people alone, be kind, be nice, and let the favor of God hit your life. I don't know why I said that, but I felt like Joel Osteen, right? He's like, favor's finding you. It is. Start getting excited about favor. Start expecting favor. Start getting up in the morning. Stop being so grumpy. Some of you get up and go, praise be to God. The favor of God's going to find me today. Think about favor. Expect it. It, walk it, talk it. Come on, get there. Get excited. Come on, expect an extra chicken tender today when you go get some chicken fingers. Come on, get excited about it. I count the nuggets sometimes. I don't eat them, they do. I really want to make sure there's 12 in there. You might just get 13. Get excited about life, will you? Little things are big things. Stop. Point number three, look at them, they're here. Check this out. You got to start, you better take a picture of this. You gotta force yourself to see yourself the way God does. Why do you keep thinking about you the way you think about you? You're not you. You're not qualified to speak about yourself. That's really good. Right? That's really good. According to Pastor Chris, you are not qualified to speak about yourself until you check with me. So the next time you get ornery, send me an email. Text me. You're not allowed to think about that. That is not who you are. Who told you this crazy stuff? Are you here? Well, this is how I think about me. I think I'm some second-rate Christian. No, you're not. You're washed with the blood. You're the best Christian out there. Now, your performance might be hindered a little bit because your revelation has not been lifted up yet. We can work on that. But you stop thinking you're some second-rate, second-class Christian. You're not. 
Come on, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're the best one he's got. He wants to do great things with your life. Believe it and expect it. Look at this scripture right here. Look at it. See, everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. You're as good as you're going to get. You just got to catch up to it. See it? For all his what? This has been lavished upon us through what? The rich experience of what? Knowing Christ. Look what he says, right? And this glorious goodness. Look at it said, right? And him who has called us by name, invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. So what did he do? Watch four. Four is going to help you. As a result of this, he has given you what? Magnificent promises that are what? Beyond all price. So that through what? The power of these tremendous, you can experience partnership with the divine nature of God. By which you have what? Escape the corruption that's in the world, man. Stop. Why? Remember when Adam was walking around, he's like, who told you this stuff, bro? What are you listening to the devil for? Well, I'm not a good mom. What do you mean you're not a good mom? You're a great mom. If you ever said, I'm not a good mom, you're probably a great mom. Because good moms, great moms, they, they're conscious of what? Wanting to go to another level. Why? I stink as a dad. I told these kids already, those jokers didn't come with no instructions. I say, whatever I'm jacking up, Jesus will fix. Praise the Lord. I don't know what I'm doing. Get no PhD. They give you a basket, man, when them kids came home. Here, take it home. I'm like, what? What do with this thing? I didn't even know that seatbelt gizmo and all this stuff. And you bring this kid home and you didn't come with no manual. Man, listen to me. And stop thinking, well, you know, my Christianity, you know, pastor, I'm shot out. What do you mean your Christianity is no good? What are you talking about? Well, you're a little carnal. I bet you there's a whole bunch of people a little carnal in this church. Big deal. Stop you from being a Christian. You want to know what? I feel sorry for people that are walking in greater levels of carnality. Because they just don't know who they are. If I could show you who you are, you'll walk away from carnal today. You don't have to live caught up with this mess. But everybody's a work in progress. We all have not arrived. We're going to get there. We're getting better. I'm a whole lot better than I was six years ago. How about you? I would have punched people 12 years ago. Now I'm just yelling at them in the car. Glory to God. Ain't this awesome? I'm a lot better than I used to be. Praise the Lord. Some of you would have shot them for glory to God. Hallelujah. Now some of you what? You leave the gun in the glove box. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Look how good you're reformed. Glory to God. And he's great. Praise God. Some of you are like, my God, I used to cuss them all out. Now I only cuss a few of them out. You're doing better than yesterday. Look at the bright side. It's better. Will you cut it out? Think about this stuff. You're going to another level. Stop. Well, I'm just a bad. Well, who's telling you this crazy stuff? Who? Cut it out. Looking in the mirror. Well, I'm not all there. What mean you ain't all there? You know what I'm saying? You got this opinion of yourself. Cut it out. You're made in the image and likeness of God. You're a whole lot better than you think you are, man. Stop this stuff. Stop being negative and start what? Start seeing yourself the way God sees you. Well, I don't know how God sees me. Well, great. Guess what you got 21 days to find out what God said about you. 
Google it. I guarantee you, if you Google when you go home, Google, what did God say about me? Something will pop up to show you what God said about you. That's the neat thing about it. You, let me tell you what. Thank God for the internet because 25 years ago, you used to have to go get a lexicon and go through all this stuff and try to find out. I used to have 25 books out trying to find out. Now you just Google it on your phone. God Almighty, it's so easy. What does God say about me? He'll tell you a lot of great things about you. Point number four, look at this one. You're going to love this. You got to get the right thinking this year. Well, my thinking's pretty good. No, it's not. You got to elevate your thinking to another level because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What does this mean? That doesn't mean that your thinking's bad, but how many of you know we got to get next level thinking, right? How many of you know sometimes like, man, I'm always thinking the worst or I'm always thinking the negative or I'm always thinking, cut it out this year. You know, when the phone rings and you go, oh God, now what? No, 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 no. They just put me up a little bit, Ben. Please. Come on, right? Are you getting this or not? Think the right thoughts. Everybody say it slow. I have to think the right thoughts. You got that? Then that sounds like that's stupid. No, that's right, because have you ever thought wrong thoughts? Every day. So you got to grab those thoughts and filter them to make sure I can think about them. Otherwise, what? Thoughts are dangerous. Because thoughts are always connected to feelings. If you think something, you'll feel something. And if you hang on to a thought too long, your feelings will get messed up. Now we got problems, okay? Look what the Bible says about your thinking. You all know this, right? But this is in the Passion. I like the way it reads. It says, hey, don't be pulled in different directions being worried about a thing. Have you ever been there? Right? Worried about it. What good is worrying going to do? You know? Kenneth Hagin said that that one time. He said, what's worrying going to do about it? How many of you know sometimes it's not easy not to worry? Right? Can we be honest? I'm like, what do I, I'm like, you know, you ever, you, ever, you, ever, you ever been here? I've been here so many times, it's almost goofy. It's almost stupid when you think about it. You ever have, you ever have everything coming down and everybody around you is worrying and they all come to you and like, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and everybody's looking at you like you got the answer, like, I ain't got no answer. We believe God. What are we supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? And everybody's looking at you because you're not worrying, and then they get mad at you for not worrying. Right? You ever been there? Like, you're irresponsible. You're irresponsible. Why am I irresponsible? Well, you're not even worried about it. Well, what good's worrying going to do? And then people think you're not paying, they think you're aloof, you know, like you're, you're, you're in another planet. Yeah, that's where I like to stay, out of this planet and in a different planet. Why? Because look what happens if you're not careful. Don't, you'll get pulled in all these directions, you're going to get worried about stuff, and guess what you're supposed to do? When I pray throughout the day and I give God faith-filled requests, then I got a job to do with Thanksgiving, and I tell him the details of my life. Hey, have you been telling God every detail of your life? Now, obviously, we're not going to sit there and go, God, today I got up and I ate Fruity Pebbles. And you get what I'm saying, though. Have you been getting into details of life with God, or are you just kind of autopiling this thing? Prayer, ask God, talk about it, pray. I'm giving you 2024 is going to be great. You got to do something different. This is what you do. What does it say? Look right here. It says what? But what do I do? I'm saturated in prayer. I don't care if you're saturated in prayer. Just pray a little bit. Let's go. I get the meaning. Pray, right, each day, each day, faith-filled requests, give God gratitude, tell him the details of my life, right? Look at the next thing. Then, 
God's wonderful peace, which transcends human understanding, will hit your life. And it'll give you the answer through Jesus Christ. You see that? Now watch this. It gets better. Here's what you got to do, though. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on that. The authentic, the real, the honorable. See, it's a little different in the passion, right? What's he saying? Keep your mind stayed on him. He'll keep you in perfect peace. See it? So what do I got to do? Put your noggin on the promises of God. Put your thinking on the promises of God. Think upon the good. Think upon the just. Think upon the lovely. Keep your head connected to the right stuff. What happens if you don't keep your head connected to the right stuff? You're going to get it connected to the wrong stuff, and then guess what's going to happen? Those feelings are going to show up. And the next thing you know, you're going to have problems. Look at the next one. Listen, boom, five. Don't give your past another minute of your life. Please, man. Come on, stop. Don't live in regret. Don't give the past another minute of your life. It robbed enough time. Don't let it rob no more. I said the past is a time bandit. You know what I mean? It wants to rob your future currency. Stop. What are you going to do about yesterday? So, Can anybody do anything about yesterday? Can anybody do anything about 20 years ago? You're crazy. No. Can't do nothing about it. What are you going to do? Let it rob you. For your... I did this. And stop talking about it. It'll die if you stop talking about it. Have you ever stopped talking about it? Watch. I'm going to show you. I'll give you a powerful point here. There's stuff in my life that I don't talk about. I forgot. I had to remind myself that stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I did. yeah, right. And then you go, yeah, it's good. Why? Because I don't talk about it. You ever get around people that don't stop talking about it? Oh, my God, it's so real to them. They live in it. Stop it. Stop allowing this thing to rot. 2024 is the year you go to your funeral of your past. That's it, man. This thing's buried. I don't want to talk about it no more. What are we going to do? Oh, we should have did this with the kids. Oh, my God. We should have stopped that with this. Yeah, great. I should have invested it. We all should have bought Amazon when it first came out. Yeah, 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 we should have. You know what I mean? Right? What are we going to do? Right? Stop it. Get out of this mindset because all it's going to do is what? It keeps getting you stuck. Look what he said right here in Psalms. He said, listen, daughter, pay attention and forget about your cast. Past. Put behind you every attachment to the familiar. There you go right there. You know why we like the past sometimes? It's familiar to us. You know what I mean? But it's not who you are. Get rid of it. Now, some people are easy here. They don't want, well, I got divorced in 73. All right, big deal. Okay, repent, get on, move on. I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? I don't know. Somebody, somebody came home today one day and didn't love you. They're stupid. Why you let morons talk? talk to perm Look, man, I say this. Somebody came home one day and decided not to love you anymore. Does that mean you're not lovable? That just means the person in front of you was stupid. Sorry. Well, you don't know them. I don't have to know them. You get what I'm saying? Like, stop. Why are you letting somebody label you and value you that has no understanding of anything? Stop. Well, you know, they said this, this. My guidance counselor told me. Your guidance counselor probably doesn't know what he's talking about. Hello? Let's go. That was 35 years ago. Pop that up there, please. Put behind you every attachment to this thing. And what? Watch. And sometimes even the people that were close to you. What's that mean? Sometimes people get close and it hurts when stuff happens. But guess what? Sometimes you got to separate from people that used to be close to you because they're not on the same journey you are. It's not easy, but it's true, right? You know what I'm talking about sometimes. Some people come in life and instead of helping you get to your goals, they're kind of stopping you from getting there. Sometimes in life you separate yourself from really good people because we don't have the same perspective. 
you know, I was kidding with Pastor Liz. I was like, you know, not, not, there's nice, nice devils out there. I didn't say that in a mean way, but I'm just telling you how it goes. Some people don't have the same spirit you got. Even though they're not bad, they're not bad people, that's not what I'm saying, but they don't have the same spirit you got. And when you don't have the right spirit and you got the right spirit and you got the wrong spirit, how many know that spirit is going to kind of like create conflict with your spirit and there's no laws that are really verbalized. It's just the hidden mystery don't work. Sometimes be sensitive to that because that's important. Look at the next one. Boom, I like this one. You will too. You got to work your weakness. I really like this one. I really like this one. You got to work your weakness. Man, this week I was thinking about this one more than any of them. Work your weakness. So many times we got weaknesses, but we want to act like we're so strong. It's okay. But guess what? Jesus said, invite him into your weaknesses and then you will be strong. I love that. Because you know what it is? Isn't it like true? Like right away, we got to be strong. And we do got to be strong. And we got to be strong. Everything, we got to be strong. We got to be strong. We got to be strong. And we do got to be strong. And that's not what I'm saying. But have you ever invited Jesus into your weakness? The Apostle Paul showed up one day. He said, my preaching in this talk I'm going to have is not because I have wisdom, nor is it because I'm a really great orator. He said, I come to you in weakness, and I come to you in trembling. His knees were knocking. He said, but I also come to you with demonstrations of God. What is he saying? He says, in my own ability, I can't do any of this, but when God's ability shows up, I can do all of it. That's what I'm saying. Have you invited God into the areas that are weak in your life? Come on in. You know, the other day, I, I demonstrated this in my own life. I said to God, I said, you know what? I said, when he was downloading this, I go, there's probably some weak areas I got. I said, hey, you know what? And there was something totally out of my hands. Couldn't do it in a million years. Don't have the ability. Don't have the capacity. Impossible to me. I said, God, I want to invite you in my weakness. And the minute I invited him in, I said, I can do nothing about this. He turned around two seconds later and said, done. I said, wow, look at this. I think it was for me, but I think it was for you. When's the last time you invited God into your weaknesses? Look what it says. I think it's verse 9. I read it right there, the one that talks about the weakness. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, because in your what? My strength is made perfect in weakness. So what does, the, what does he say? He says this. He says what? what? What does he say? He said, then I'd rather be excited about my infirmities so God's power could be shown. Now, what is he talking about in infirmity? He's not talking about sick. He's talking about weak. You ever just been, you ever been weak? Weak isn't bad. It's a bad word sometimes to us because we feel like we don't have a bit. What does it mean? It means I, this is weak to me. I can't do it without God. You got some areas in your life you can't do it without God? Why don't you let him in? Come on in, man. Show me how to do this thing. Yeah, that's where you get strong. You get strong in your weakness. But if you don't admit you got some weaknesses, what are we doing? I'm not telling you broadcast this thing on social media. Bring this to your prayer closet. I'm going to work this weakness. And the last one is this, and I, I like this one. I didn't give it to the morning. You got to start choosing to be happy, guys. Man, happy people are going to go someplace, man. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You got to choose. Somebody's like, well, I'm not real happy. We know. We can tell by your face. Come on. You got you to gotta start changing this thing around, man, a little bit, right? Come on. You have to, you know, you got to choose to be happy, man. Everything seems to go wrong. Watch this. Look at Proverbs 15, 15. I didn't even know this was in the Bible, but I think it's great, right? Everything seems to go wrong when you feel weak and depressed. You know what I'm saying? Right? But watch this. But when you choose to be cheerful, every day will bring you more and more joy and fullness. Are you, are you waking up every day choosing to be happy or are you going to be grumpy? 
You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Are you choosing to be happy? Say, how am I supposed to be happy with what's going on in my life? Be happy, you're, be happy, be happy you're breathing. I don't know. Find something to be happy about. You know what I mean? So you lost 10 grand. You could have lost 20. Be happy. I don't know. Find somewhere to be happy. But happy people have a better disposition all throughout the day. You know what I'm talking about. You ever been around somebody that's always happy, always up, always kind of like, just like finding the good in things, right? Just excited. Oh, come on. Yeah, this is going to be great. Yeah, praise God. You know, like, hey, I'm stuck in traffic. Praise the Lord. More time for me to communicate with you, right? Whatever, right? Just start finding a way to be happy. Some people, I know it sounds goofy, but it's like, wow. I'm so, I ain't got nothing to be happy about. I just told you to figure out something to be happy about. Well, what? How do I know? It's your life. Be happy. All you married people, be happy you're married. Yeah, man. Just get happy. Like, well, you're the reason why I'm grumpy. It's him. No, it's not him. It's you. Come on. Stop it. Start getting happy. I hate my job. I don't want to go to it. Well, be, be happy you got one. I don't know. But start being happy. Happy people have a better experience throughout the day. They say, well, I don't know how to do it. Well, I don't know. Fake it till you make it, but figure it out. Happiness is a choice, so start smiling. And start acting like you're excited about it. Why? This is big. Check this out. Happiness is a choice, so smile. God will bless you if you do so. God does not bless the mediocrity, and God does not bless anything but the excellence. So check this out. Keep it what? Get there with a level of happiness. So what am I trying to get you to do? Get up tomorrow morning and be happy you're up. And I'm going to tell you something. Happiness is a state of understanding. You, some of you, if you can't get happy, you need to go someplace where people are challenged with the daily things of life. Watch how happy you get real quick. I'm not trying to be like that guy, but watch how quick you get happy that you can just get up and walk to the car. Watch how happy you get that you can just get up and go to that job you hate. Watch how happy you get that you could just get up and what? Be physically well. I'm not trying to go somewhere to make you feel bad, but I'm just trying to get you to be there. We got a whole lot more to be happy about than we think. You start putting these principles together, you go home, like, all right, I got to get a clear vision about this thing, right? So I could do that, right? Well, you know, start, start looking for favor. How many feel that when you go shopping? I'm looking for favor. Come on, right? How many feel like, you know, somebody that's like, my God, today I'm going to go to Walmart. I'm going to get ready to fast. I'm going to find green beans on sale. Praise the Lord. That's your favor. Get it. Uh, knock yourself out. I don't really care what you do, right? You got to get it. What are we doing, number three? Here, let's go through them. Can we go through them quick? One. What's number one? Come on. Billy got number one. What's number one? What's number one? You guys didn't even remember the sermon. Five minutes and didn't even leave yet. I'm going to give a test to make you come back here. Unbelievable. Get a clear vision. Now, you got to write these down. You better take pictures. You ain't going to remember these in the car. There's no way. You couldn't remember them for five minutes. Take a picture. Did you get a picture of these? All right, good. Some of you I'm going to hold accountable this year greater. All right? Get a clear vision. Number two, what am I doing? I like that. Get strong about it. 
You know, you're never going to see an Ohio State guy and a Michigan guy sit together a day in your life. Somebody get a picture of that. That's impossible. That doesn't happen. That's, 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 that's a miracle, right? Expect the favor of God, right? So what are you going to do? I'm going to expect the favor of God before I even get out the building. Hey, three, here we go. I got to force myself. Why? Because a lot of times I'm not going to see me the way God sees me. Well, spend some time with God. You'll find out what God, you're going to Google, right? How does God see me? Or whatever you're going to do. Or you're going to figure out, what's the next one? Boom. Ashley's doing a great job up there, right? Got to get the right thinking, man. Yeah, get rid of stinking thinking because next thing you get is potty mouth. Start talking all this doubt and unbelief and garbage. Next one, come on, I'm done. They're bringing communion. Don't give your past another minute of your life. It's over with. Forget it. You know? Forget it. Next one. You got to work your weakness, man. Invite them in. Come on in. You know what I mean? Or I'm a little weak. And the last one is what? Just be happy, man. Put a smile on your face, man. You know, when me and Pastor live, when me and Pastor live, me and Pastor Liz have intense fellowship. You know what I'm saying? You ever have intense fellowship? She'll, my mother's going to get mad about this too. My mother will. She's right there. She'll get mad. I, I go like this to her. I go. She goes, I don't. She mentions names. We won't mention who, who used to pull that face. Yeah, I know. And she goes, I don't want to see that, that face like that. And I just go. So I'm intense. You know, I'm like causing problems. Shocker, I know. Right? She'll give me the business. And Mark, I just do this. I go. I just smile at her. She gives me that look like, you better cut it out. But she's laughing. Choose to be happy, man. Put it on, man. You ever just go through life? You ever had like tough seasons, but you're choosing to just keep that joy in your heart? The Bible has this, there's a lot of stories about it. Let me just give you one real quick. The Bible says, the joy of the Lord is your, there's a spiritual force in that thing. Joy is happiness. If you can't be happy about anything, just walk away with this. You're going to heaven. That should keep you happy, amen? It's going to be a great year of your life. Put those things to work and watch them change your life. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.